0: and welcome to another episode of Need to Know Nutrition. Today, I'm going to be talking about sleep. Do you have trouble sleeping? Do you find that some mornings you wake up feeling refreshed, then other mornings you feel like you've been hit by a bus? Are you a deep sleeper? A restless sleeper? No matter what your sleep patterns, today you will learn the what, why, when, and how when it comes to better sleep. I'll be talking about sleep onset, or the time it takes for you to get to sleep, plus improving sleep quality and the things you can do on a daily basis both in diet and lifestyle to help adjust and enhance your sleep. Ah, sleep. We all need it, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Let's dive into the facts and see if we can answer some of your sleep questions. Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition, With me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic, packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. What is sleep? Sleep by definition is a condition of the body and mind which typically recurs for several hours each and every night or day depending on your line of work. The nervous system is inactive, the eyes are closed, the postural muscles are relaxed and consciousness is suspended. How does it work? Now I want to get a little technical here. Don't worry, it's nothing too extreme. But I am a firm believer in knowledge being the ultimate power. Plus, it's super interesting. Sleep. Let's take it from the top. Now, the act of falling asleep starts at a molecular level with something called a neurotransmitter. So this is a chemical substance which is released by the body. I like to think of them as chemical messengers that help the body communicate with itself. These neurotransmitters are responsible for switching signals off and on. In this case, they tell your brain to tell your body whether it should be asleep or awake. Once your body has fallen asleep, you'll pass through four stages of sleep as well as REM sleep, which stands for rapid eye movement sleep. The first four stages are known as non-REM sleep, and this is typically when your body strengthens your immune system, builds muscle and bone, as well as regenerates and mends tissue. Stage 1. This is the lightest stage of sleep. It's also when you can be easily woken. And when you have muscle twitches, which are called hypnic jerks. Have you ever felt like you're falling and then all of a sudden you hit the bed? So this generally happens in stage one. Stage two, your heart rate slows down, your muscles relax and your body temperature decreases as you prepare to go into a deeper sleep. Stage three and four, both of these are considered deep sleep. During these stages, your brain waves slow down and it becomes more difficult to wake up. REM sleep. This stage of sleep is often referred to, but rarely explained well. So hopefully when it comes up in conversation, you'll be able to tell all of your friends and set the record straight. REM sleep, also known as rapid eye movement, is a unique phase of sleep where your heart rate, breathing and eye movement all speed up. Your brain becomes more active. Now, this is when your brain begins to process all of the things that you've learned during the day. Perhaps you've heard of the saying, sleep on it? Have you ever gone to bed with a cloudy head? Uh, Perhaps you need to make a big decision? And then in the morning, things seem to be a little clearer. This is thanks to REM sleep. During this stage, you're making memories and your feel-good hormone, serotonin, is given a lovely boost. REM sleep is typically when your dreams happen. Your brain enters the first four stages of non-REM sleep and then enters REM sleep. This is considered one full cycle. This cycle of sleep repeats until you wake up. You roughly go through five full cycles in one night. Why do we need sleep? Interestingly, the actual human need for sleep is a mystery. We spend nearly a third of our lives asleep, and going without sleep makes us psychotic, and will eventually, and morbidly, kill us. Sleep is crucial to the body and mind's ability to function. That being said, there are some really amazing insights into what happens to our bodies during sleep, which I think you'll find very interesting. If you've ever watched anyone sleep, you'll notice that they look very peaceful. Their eyes are closed, they're breathing evenly, and generally making no sounds or not moving. Underneath this relaxed exterior, the brain and other parts of the body are hard at work. Muscle Repair While you're sleeping, your body releases growth hormones that work to rebuild and regenerate muscles and joints. The more you sleep, the better your body can repair itself. Reduce heart rate. During sleep, your heart gets a mini break. Your heart muscle works hard during the day, so at night during non-REM sleep, your heart rate reduces to take some pressure off the heart. Energy conservation. One of the main functions of sleep is to save energy Your body temperature can lower by as much as 10% while you're sleeping, which is a huge energy saver. Hormone and appetite balance. Good quality sleep allows many of our hormones to replenish. This is so we have optimal energy, appetite regulation, so just to eat when you're hungry and stop eating when you're full, and efficient coping mechanisms, or being able to cope with the highs and lows that each day brings. Overall, our bodies need long periods of sleep to restore rejuvenate, to grow, repair tissue, and synthesize hormones. We need sleep to retain information and learn skills to thrive in life. So what does nutrition have to do with sleep? I'm so glad you asked everything. When I first learned that there are certain nutrients we need to consume in our diets to help our bodies sleep, I was blown away. I used to take sleep for granted. And every now and then when I had a rough night, I'd make a range of excuses. Let's talk nutrition specifics when it comes to sleep. There's an amino acid called tryptophan. This is what we call an essential amino acid, meaning that our bodies cannot synthesize or make this nutrient by itself. We must get it from our diets. Now, tryptophan is very important when it comes to sleep because it begins or kicks off the sleep cascade. In order to understand how tryptophan influences sleep, let's talk a little about hormones. You may have heard of melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone made by the penile gland, a small P-shaped gland in the brain. Melatonin regulates the sleep and wake cycle or your circadian rhythm. This sleep and wake cycle is not only relevant overnight when you're asleep, but it's also vital during the hours you're awake. Your circadian rhythm is also known as a 24-hour internal clock. Melatonin is the hormone that regulates your internal clock. If you can picture carriages on a train, melatonin is the little red caboose right at the back, the hormone that essentially sends you off to sleep. Our next hormone is serotonin, which is also known as our feel-good hormone. Serotonin can also be described as a neurotransmitter. Remember the chemical messengers that are released by the body to help communicate? And is found mostly in the digestive system. Yes, that's right a whopping 90% of the body's serotonin is made in the digestive tract. So if you suffer from poor gut health, chances are the production of your feel-good hormone would be less than optimal. Serotonin production is just one of the many reasons why gut health is so important. And if gut health is something that interests you, there is a podcast on its way, so keep your ears peeled. Low serotonin levels are associated with depression, anxiety, sleep disorders, weight gain, and other health problems. If melatonin is the red caboose at the end of the train, then serotonin is the carriage attached to the red caboose to make sure it's attached to the moving train. Next, we have 5-hydroxytryptophan. I know what you're thinking. Oh, that one sounds a bit technical, but don't worry. All you need to know is that 5-hydroxytryptophan Is the next carriage on our sleep train that's attached to serotonin and serotonin is attached to melatonin the red caboose and then we have the very front of the train the engine tryptophan the amino acid that we must consume in our daily diets so just a quick recap we need to consume tryptophan in our diets to ensure that it can be converted into five hydroxy tryptophan which is then converted into serotonin, our feel-good hormone, which is then converted into melatonin, the hormone responsible for our circadian rhythm or sleep and wake cycle. Now, what happens if we aren't consuming foods rich in tryptophan? Our serotonin and melatonin productions aren't optimal and our mood and circadian rhythm are greatly affected. Okay, time to talk food. Which foods are high in tryptophan? Which foods should we be trying to include in our daily diets? Make note of the following bananas, hazelnuts, quinoa, flax seeds, lentils, poultry, eggs, oats, green beans, salmon, turkey, hummus, pumpkin and sesame seeds, red meats, and natural Greek yogurt. Let's talk enhancers. As you know, I love putting in lifestyle recommendations because they're a big part of your overall health and well-being. We already know that tryptophan foods are the key to the hormone cascade or the little sleep engine that could. So what other things do we need to do to help engage us in better sleep? Set a routine. Going to bed at roughly the same time each night and rising at roughly the same time each morning has been shown to assist in sleep onset and sleep quality. If you get up early one morning, then sleep in the next, it can be hard to fall into a rhythm. Power down. Bright light during the day is a big part of what sets our circadian rhythm. So in turn, the darkness is what helps our hormones regulate and helps us sleep at night. Using any screen or device too close to bedtime can interrupt your sleep. So be sure to power down and get them out of your bedroom. If you use your phone as an alarm, put it onto aeroplane mode. Or better still, put it outside your bedroom door. I figure you have to get up anyway when your alarm goes off, so you might as well get right up to turn it off. Write it down. If you find that your brain is very active when it comes to bedtime, then put a pad and paper by your bed and write out your anxieties. There's nothing worse than tossing and turning with thoughts of pressing appointments or things to do. Instead, get them off your mind and get them onto paper. Forget them tonight and deal with them tomorrow. Relaxation. Deep breathing techniques come in handy as well as progressive relaxation techniques such as squeezing your toes tightly, then relaxing fully and repeating this for your whole body. You start at your toes, then you work your legs, your stomach, your arms, your neck and so forth. A few other things that can help enhance sleep include a high quality pillow and mattress, avoiding any oversleeping, reducing or eliminating naps, avoiding heavy meals within three hours of sleep, and making sure you have a quiet, dark room. Try these tips to encourage and promote sleep. A light snack or warm drink, such as herbal tea. A warm bath or shower before bed. Epsom salts are a great addition. Make sure your room is a comfortable temperature A 30 to 60 minute wind down period before bed. You could include things like a warm bath, self-massage, breathing techniques, bed yoga. Yes, this is yoga that is actually done lying in bed. So cool. Relaxation CDs or guided meditation. Suppressors. Things that can affect sleep. Now, there are many things that can affect sleep onset or the amount of time it takes for us to fall asleep. As well as sleep quality the satisfaction of sleep experience. I want to make mention of the following. There are sleep disorders such as restless leg syndrome, sleep apnea, circadian rhythm disorder, nightmares and REM behavior disorder. There are psychiatric conditions that affect our sleep such as depression, anxiety, panic disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder. Some medications can also influence sleep such as decongestants, antidepressants, corticosteroids, stimulants, and statins. Be sure to talk to your GP or health professional for more information about how medications can affect your sleep. Then there are specific substances such as caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, and drugs like cocaine. One modern day influence that is affecting our sleep is the smartphone, the smartwatch, iPads, I mean just all screens, think screens, all screens. Not only do these devices emit a frequency that can mess with your circadian rhythm, they also emit a blue light that can inhibit sleep if exposed to in the evenings. Why does this blue light get such a bad rap? Because it blocks the hormone melatonin, which makes you sleepy. Yes, so if you've done everything right during the day, like eating tryptophan rich foods and given your body the best chance of producing all of your sleep hormones – only to then ruin it right before bed by being exposed to blue light and blocking melatonin production? Yikes! No thank you. Just a quick mention about smart watches, because it's a question that I get asked often. Do they emit a frequency? Yes, they do. It's a small amount, but it can still affect sleep. Now, if you have any sort of sleep issues, it is recommended not to wear your smartwatch. And I can already hear you saying, wait, it tracks my sleep. Now, I want you to think about this. In the morning, is your mood or tone for the day affected by the statistics you receive from your watch? For example, you wake up feeling quite good and then you look at your watch and you see that it's only recorded two hours of restful sleep instead of your usual six. All of a sudden, you feel tired and flat. Remember that you are the best judge of your own sleep. I'm certainly not saying that you must not wear your smartwatch. Just be aware that it can affect sleep, not only during the night, but also when you check your stats in the morning. We also can't talk about suppressors without mentioning stress. The stress of our everyday lives can greatly impact the quality of our sleep. I found a few extra little facts. Marijuana. The recreational drug marijuana is often used to induce sleep. However, a review of studies show that the chronic long-term use of marijuana can result in an increased tolerance to its sleep-inducing effects, which means that you end up needing larger doses to get it to work. Exercise. Regular exercise is highly encouraged for general health and better sleep. Now, the key word here is regular exercise. Overtraining is a problem as the high intensity and long duration has also been shown to inhibit sleep. It's recommended that exercise is done at least three hours away from sleep. Segmented sleep, also known as intermittent sleep. And anyone with a newborn or toddlers, or even a drunk roommate for that matter, will know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, interestingly, the research suggests that it may be beneficial for some of us to break up our sleep into shifts or sleep periods. There's a whole realm of research into segmented sleep if it does interest you. Some people use a few hours in the middle of the night to be creative, read, meditate or even work. Let's talk general recommendations for better sleep. We all function on different amounts of sleep, but the general recommendation is between 7 and 9 hours of high quality sleep. Teenagers between the ages of 14 and 17 are recommended to have between 8 and 10 hours, while older adults 65 years plus are between 6 and 8 hours babies on the other hand, can range anywhere from 12 to 16 hours, age dependent of course. Other nutrients that can help relax the body and encourage sleep include magnesium, vitamin b6, vitamin b12 and folic acid. Food sources of these nutrients include oats, bananas, sunflower seeds, poultry, oily fish, natural greek yogurt, soy, lentils, spinach, kiwi fruit, almonds, eggs, rocket, kale, silverbeet, broccoli, cabbage, and cauliflower. And there you have it. All of the tools you need to encourage and promote better sleep. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and feel empowered to incorporate all of those delicious tryptophan-rich foods, start a bedtime routine, and get back to enjoying restful, high-quality sleep. If you have any questions about sleep or you're interested in diving a little deeper when it comes to you and your sleep habits, then don't hesitate to get in touch. Thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to your company next episode. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.